This is um, what we call Reverse Church, uh, the first Sunday night of the month. Um, we are following up on something we felt the Lord impressed us with uh, last year to linger in the presence of God. So we try to uh, shorten our service a little bit and give time for prayer and for uh, lingering in um, the presence of God. I want to talk to you tonight about something that um, I believe can totally... Uh, revolutionize our church if we put it into practice. I want to talk to you tonight about praying the book of Acts. Praying the book of Acts. There is uh, there's something powerful about um, totally uh, modeling what took place in that New Testament church. And of course, you know we do that with uh, our baptism formula, being baptized in Jesus' name. Um, we follow their pattern for praying for the sick. Uh, for New Testament salvation, uh, for prayer, for worship. But there's something about understanding, and, and the Lord even specifically uh, was asked by his disciples to teach them to pray. And of course, we know, you know the Lord's Prayer and how powerful that was, and we've dissected that. We have prayed uh, the Old uh, Testament uh, tabernacle plan. Uh, we have gone through those steps. There's something about praying a specific model that I believe gives your prayers an extra dimension of power and of authority and effectiveness. And uh, recently I was, I was reading and uh, I felt like that there was a, a pretty consistent uh, pattern about praying the book of Acts. And uh, I want to share it with you tonight for the very first time. I'm going to just teach briefly as a foundation and then uh, we're going to start to put uh, these particular practices into play. Uh, even tonight in this service. And uh, when we introduce a new subject, we'll pray that uh, subject for a while, and then I'll read a few more verses and introduce a second subject, and we'll pray that subject for a little bit. And so uh, tonight we're going to just walk through this together, and uh, we're going to put it into practice uh, as we read and we study. I'm excited uh, about this. First of all, there are uh, three things that we know about the Book of Acts Church as it relates to prayer. Number one is that they prayed consistently. They prayed consistently. Now, I think that sometimes in our particular uh, culture, we have uh, sort of uh, migrated into a position where we pray when there's an emergency or we pray when there's a specific need. And uh, I, I think that that hinders uh, developing the relationship that God wants to develop with each one of us. Now, you think about if only you're... Uh, your kids only came to you when they needed something, that relationship would start to deteriorate. Or if your spouse only talks to you whenever he or she needs something, then that relationship is going to deteriorate because it appears that there's ulterior motives. But when there is fellowship, when there is relationship on a consistent basis, not just when there is a need, then I believe those relationships, just like we see in our own human uh, example of uh, social interaction, the same thing is true spiritually. Jesus taught his disciples while he was here on earth that they should pray consistently. We see this model in the book of Luke, chapter 18. We begin reading verse 2. He begins to give this parable. There was a, there was a city, uh, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man, Luke 18, 2. And there was a widow in that city, and she came into him, saying, Avenge me, mine adversary. 
And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God, he used that as an example to illustrate a principle, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Now, this entire story, this entire parable, was prefaced with this introduction of 18 and verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. This is why he gave them this parable. That men ought always to pray and not to faint ought always to pray. And then, of course, the parable is this consistency uh, that was shown by this lady that wanted her petition to be heard before a judge. So this is what the disciples defaulted to uh, immediately after uh, Jesus ascended. We read the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 13. It says that when they would come in, they went up into an upper room where both, both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. Verse 14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So we know that this consistency was something that we find throughout the book of Acts. It was taught by Jesus in his earthly ministry, and then they prayed it uh, the same way consistently uh, throughout the book of Acts. The second thing we know about the prayer model of the book of Acts is that they prayed together. Everybody say together. together. This is why I so enjoy these uh, uh, services whenever we just sort of slow down and allow the Lord to uh, speak to us through corporate prayer. There's something powerful about two or three praying together. They prayed together. Acts chapter 2 and verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized in the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Notice it was together, verse 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. They continued by praying together. The Lord had taught them that where two or three are gathered together, He would be there. He taught them that if two or three would agree together, that He would respond to their prayer. So they prayed consistently and they prayed together. The third thing we know about this book of Acts church as it relates to prayer is that they prayed in a certain place. They prayed in a certain place. Jesus taught them this. He prayed in the Mount of Olives. And he prayed there on a consistent basis. That was his place. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 9, it says, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew near unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. There was a designated place. Acts 16, 13. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayers was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. A specific place, Acts 16, 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. In Acts chapter 3, 
They had a special place and a special time. Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Here's why it is important to have a special place in prayer. When you have a specific place that you pray, you know that you're going there for the purpose of praying. So it helps you to stay focused. You're not leaving prayer to chance. The second thing is, if you have set a time aside, it becomes part of your daily schedule. I'm going to that place at that time to pray. That's why it's so important that we have a designated time. We come together for these services. But it's not just that we come together. We come together to a special place. I'm so glad that God has given us this facility. It is a special place. And I want to say this. You can come down here and pray anytime during the day. This is your church. This is your auditorium. You can come down here and walk these aisles. You can pray in this building. You can pray in this altar. You can make it a special place. Hallelujah. And God will honor you for it. They prayed in a certain place. The third thing we know about the book of Acts is that you know that you're going there to that special place to be with God. Just like you go to a friend's house to visit with your friends. You have a place and you have a time. And you're intentional about the purpose of that visit. Uh, I'm so thankful that God has allowed us to have special places. It may be in your home. Uh, it may be in uh, some sort of an area uh, where you work that maybe there aren't people around and you can have lunch outside, whatever. You have a special place. You have uh, places, parks all over this city. I don't know about you, but I love praying outside sometimes whenever the weather's good and you're in a beautiful place. You can just walk and you can meditate with the Lord. You say, is there a Bible for that? Absolutely. That's why God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And every night he would commune with them as they came together. I want you to know something about your prayers. They are special. They are a memorial to God. There's not a prayer that you pray that God doesn't mark it down. Acts chapter 10 and verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius a centurion of the band called the Italian band, band, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He had that consistent prayer life. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on him, he was afraid. He said, what is it, Lord? He said unto him, watch this, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Let me just stop and say this. The two things that got the attention of heaven were their prayers and their giving. Don't think that God doesn't see the sacrifice of your giving. He marked it as a memorial. Every time you pray, it is marked as a memorial because your prayers, uh, when they are mixed with obedience, they go up before the Lord as a sweet-smelling savor. They are pleasant to God. This is something that's beautiful. This is what God, I believe, desires more than anything for His church, His, His family, you and I, His children, the sons of God, to come together and to pray and to spend time with the Lord. We have so many things that are inundating our mind and our spirits with all of the voices and all of the uh, uh, ways that uh, the world get their messages to us through iPhones and iPads and radios and 
televisions and, and the internet and social media. Oh, my friend, you are not going to make it spiritually if you do not have a time to pray. you got to turn all those voices off. And you got to say, Lord, uh, I'm coming to a special place uh, at a special time. And I'm going to do it on a regular basis, God. Because more than anything, I want my life to be pleasing to you. This is why the New Testament church had power and authority. Because they had that special relationship with God through prayer. Now let's look at how the early church started out praying. And we'll start out doing this here in just a moment. Acts chapter 1 and verse 24 and they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship. They were wanting to fill the spot, of course, that had been vacated by uh, Judas, uh, from which Judas, by transgression, fell, that he might go to his own place. They started off praying for their leaders. And they said, we need to pray that there would be uh, someone who could fill this role this position in leadership. And the second thing we know is that they prayed for their church ministries. Acts chapter 6 and verse 5 says, And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and uh, Prochorus, and uh, Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmius, and, and Nicholas, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. The church was growing so rapidly that the, 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 the twelve couldn't do everything. And so they begin to pray for uh, these young men uh, to be uh, department leaders, as it were, to handle different divisions of the church. This one particular area that they had need of was, uh, in fact, relating to taking care of the widows. And they, the Bible says, were being neglected. And so the, the, the leaders said, we need to give ourselves to prayer and fasting. And so they begin to pray for these different men to take over these roles as ministry leaders. I believe that it's so important for us to not just pray for our leaders in the church and even our leaders in our community, but I believe it's important for us to also pray for the ministries of the church. We ought to pray that the, the student ministry is successful. We ought to pray that the single ministry is successful. We ought to pray that they have revival in the prison ministry, that they have revival in the deaf ministry, on and on and on, all of the different ministries of East Wind. I I thank you for your prayers for the crusade uh, this past weekend in Cincinnati, which is an outcropping of our global harvest in uh, ministry, uh, 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 global harvest in motion ministry that we started last year to be able to help churches have crusades in their hometown and to, and to give the uh, millennial movement that's taking place being launched from our WINS conference for, for this generation to be able to get their hands in the harvest and to be involved in crusades. I thank you for helping us and praying for us this week. We felt the power of those prayers, and that's just the beginning. But we need to pray for our ministries. We ought not to think they're just going to operate on their own. We ought to pray for the leaders of those ministries. And then the Bible says, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. I want you to think about that for just a moment. Chapter 13 of Acts and verse 1 says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon uh, and Lucius and Manan, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. 
The third area that I see is that they prayed for one another. They not only prayed for their leaders, they not only prayed for their ministries, uh, but they prayed for one another. Acts 14, 21. And when they had preached the gospel of that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. I, I, I want to say this because I think it's important that when they would begin to pray for one another, they would pray with the laying on of the hands. Now, I know sometimes uh, that we get nervous whenever the pulpit says to uh, put your hand on the person you're next to and pray for one another because we all got our little Americanized bubbles and we don't want nobody in our bubble. We're all walking around in our little autonomous bubbles. But guess what, folks? There's power when you join together in prayer. And if we're going to follow the book of Acts model, they prayed for one another. So let's stand together tonight. We're going to practice this. We're going to pray for our leaders. And we're going to pray for our ministries. And we're going to pray for one another. I want us to all come down to the front, gather down here. And we're going to begin to pray for one another. I'm going to try only to talk, to give instruction, and to introduce uh, a new particular subject matter that we're going to pray for. Uh, but I, uh, I want us to be able to practice what we're actually uh, reading and studying because I believe that as we pray for uh, our leaders and our ministries and we begin to pray for one another, that we're going to begin to feel the Holy Ghost come down. This is the book of Acts model. We believe the Holy Ghost, right? We're seeing hundreds and thousands of people receive the Holy Ghost. We're seeing people healed. We know that people were healed in the book of Acts. Oh, my friend, when we begin to pray the book of Acts model, I'm here to tell you anything can happen. I said anything can happen. God is going to change us from the inside out. I believe that God's going to start blessing churches as they pray the book of Acts model. So before we pray for one another, let's take just a moment and let's pray for our leaders and let's pray for the ministries of uh, Eastwind in particular. Would you pray that right now? Would you just lift your voice and let's begin to pray that right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our leaders. We thank you, Lord, for our general superintendent. We pray, God, your hand upon Brother Bernard and his family. Lord, we pray for our district superintendents. We pray for our pastors. We pray, O oh Lord, for Global Missions Director, Brother Howe. We pray, Lord, for our North American Missions Director. We pray for our Youth Ministries Director. Oh God, we pray for every man and woman, hallelujah, that's been put in a position of responsibility, O oh God. We pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon the United Pentecostal Church. We pray, O oh God, your anointing upon East Wind. We pray, O oh Lord, for Bishop and Dr. Myers in the name of Jesus. I pray you would give them strength and health. I pray you would cover them, O oh Lord, with your tender mercy. Oh, yes, Lord. I thank you for their faithfulness. I pray for them in the name of Jesus. I pray for Sister Amy tonight, O oh Lord. I pray for our children. I pray for our home, O oh God. 
Let no weapon formed against us prosper. Cover us, O Lord. Hide us in the cleft of the rock, under the shadow of the Almighty God. I pray for Gregory and Luke and Sophia. In the name of Jesus, I pray for the Ritchie family. I pray for brother and sister Ritchie. Oh God, I pray your anointing upon them, O Lord. I pray for protection, God, upon them. Keep them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray for Tyler, Tyler and Lila and their three children. Oh, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray for Danelle and Lanessa. And I pray for Trevor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, cover them and protect them in the name of Jesus. I pray for every minister. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I pray for brother and sister Scott. Oh, yes, God. I pray, oh God, that you would cover them, oh Lord, with your word. Cover them, oh God, with your hand of protection. In the name of Jesus. I pray for Derek and Lisa Hayes, oh God. I pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, Lord. I pray for brother and sister Blackman. I pray for those that go to the prison ministry. I pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon our altar workers, oh God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. I pray for Kevin and Jania. I pray for our student ministry. In the name of Jesus. Keep your hand upon their family and their home. I pray for Jesse and Allison Bailey. In the name of Jesus. Cover them, oh Lord. I pray your hand upon Sister Gracie, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we pray for Ashley and Ryan, and we pray for our death ministry right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon them, oh God. We pray you would bless, Lord, and multiply their efforts, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for our ushers. We pray for our greeters. We pray for our van drivers. We pray for our Sunday school teachers, Lord. I pray you would anoint Sister Alexis Griffin and Kayla Hayes, O oh Lord, and all of our Sunday school teachers, Lord. I pray, O oh God, you would use them, O oh Lord, to bring the Word of God to life, O oh God, to all of our children. I pray you'd protect our children's ministry, O oh God. Protect our children, O oh God. Protect their minds, O oh Lord, and their spirits. Inoculate them, O oh Lord, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, right now, would you begin to pray for one another? Whoever you're standing next to right now, come on, lay hands on one another. Come on, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for one another. Yes, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We pray for one another, oh God. I thank you for our East Wind family. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, oh Lord.
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your prayers are powerful. Your prayers are powerful. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Come on, pray till you feel something shaking your spirit. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I pray a double portion of anointing, oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray your anointing upon Bishop in the name of Jesus. Strength and health covering in your spirit, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I feel something breaking in the spirit. That's it. Let's linger here for just a moment. Find somebody to pray. Let the Lord lead you. One can put to flight a thousand, but two can put to flight ten thousand. Come on, we put to flight the spirit of fear.
We put to flight the spirit of doubt. We pray in the Holy Ghost. We pray for one another by the power of your word, oh God. Jesus. I pray a covering on our homes and our families. I pray a covering on our children. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for this church, Lord. Thank you for this body of believers, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the anointed prayers of your people, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Hallelujah. Be not weary in your well-doing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. Katara la boshata rabahaya. Ya dala boshata rabahata. Ya dala la boshata rabahata. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. Oh, we feel the strength of the prayers of your people, Lord. Thank you for this good man in the name of Jesus. Thank you for his faithfulness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. feel a, a special unction and anointing in this particular category. I, I want us to just uh, push in this area for just a few more moments. I've got different subjects here to move on to, but I just feel a pause in the spirit to just uh, to push just a few more minutes in this particular area of praying for one another. Let's just give it a few more minutes. Would you just continue to pray right now for one another? I feel like there's a break in the spirit. God's doing some great things right here. I don't want to go past this too quick. Mm. Mm. Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There are uh, five other subjects in the book of Acts that I had intended on teaching tonight, but I felt like the Lord just kind of came down and took that, and we will uh, we will do part two, pray the book of Acts, um, possibly in our next uh, reverse church. This has been so good tonight. How how rich this has been. God met with us. So good. I've asked the. Uh, the worship team to kind of lead us uh, for a few moments uh, in this song and I just invite you to sing along or pray or just even right where you're seated just linger in his presence for a few moments feel free to stay as long as you want and uh, enjoy the presence of God what a privilege it is to be in the presence of God it's a privilege amen God bless you love you and thankful for you
when they came at the dedication of Solomon's temple. That's what the singers were singing. And when they started singing that, the Lord's spirit descended upon the place in a cloud so thick that they could not even stand. They were prostrate on the floor, just worshiping God. He's so good. Because God doesn't want to be known as just a great God that can do miracles. He wants to be known as a God that loves us, that wants to come into our hearts, that wants to be merciful to us. He is a good God. He doesn't just want to lead us into the wilderness to leave us and die. He wants to lead us and guide us and feed us and take care of us and have us trust him. He wants our trust. So we say, you. 